Do you know what people see when they Google you? Search engines don't always get it right. And when they're wrong, it's your reputation on the line. So what do you do when you don't agree with your search results? Call Reputation Defender at 855-432-4905. Reputation Defender is one of the most trusted names in online reputation repair. We have over a decade of experience in fixing people's search results, and we can help you too. Using cutting-edge approaches, Reputation Defender pushes unflattering information down to lower pages of your search results, where few people ever look. We also promote the good stuff so that it rises to the top, letting you put your best foot forward. Your good name is too valuable to leave to the whims of a Google algorithm. You owe it to yourself to take control with Reputation Defender. Visit www.reputationdefender.com or call 855-432-4905 for free advice on your situation. That's 855-432-4905. Hi, how can I help you today? As a McDonald's employee, you say those words quite often. But how about when you need help, like consulting a doctor? Hi, how can I help you today? When you work for a McDonald's restaurant, we take care of you like family. With free virtual doctor's visits, including getting prescriptions and refills for you and everyone in your family. Apply today at careers.mcdonalds.com and find out more. The benefits described herein are only available at participating restaurants. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You know, I typically don't do this. I just so happen to be up and uh, I wanted to come on here to talk boxing. In particular, I wanted to talk Castano Charlo or Charlo Castano 2. This is the junior middleweight undisputed unification bout that just took place. And it turned out to be one of the best that you can expect, you know, at this particular juncture. Lived up to the hype. Uh both fighters put on in this particular instance, and it made enough of an impression for me that I decided to come on and discuss it. It was a back-and-forth fight, definitely in that fight-of-the-year candidacy. And, man, I have to say, both Charlo and Castano put on, uh, without a doubt. So I have to give them nothing but the utmost of props, and it turned out to be a great fight. Shout-out to my man. Greg Sandridge right here. Mad. Appreciate it. Hey, and yeah, you're right about Boots Ennis. Yeah, he put on as well. He just showed that he is on a different level. He, he's beyond that prospect phase. He's, you consider him to be sort of a outlier, one of those young guys who has a chance to be something major in the sport. But, man, he looks like he's already there. If you threw him in with the likes of Crawford or Spence, he has a chance. Jerron Ennis is legit. He has a chance against both Crawford or Spence. Uh, those will be tough fights for him for sure. But just looking at his pedigree, you can tell that he's just been, he's just been brought up the right way. So it will be very tough to tough to uh, top him. But I think besides Crawford and Spence, maybe a guy like uh, Stanionis gets gives him uh, some problems. But even that, who knows? Who knows? Those uh, those are probably the two top sort of young fighters right there that are outliers. I would throw Virgil Ortiz in that mix as well, but he 
had an issue in his last fight and he wasn't able to make weight for 147. So there's a question as to whether he's going to continue to fight at 147. But Virgil Ortiz, I feel like he would be in that mix as well because he has that type of uh, stylistic feel to him. Uh, Rodolfo, what's up, Rodolfo? Hey, appreciate you joining on. Yeah, I literally literally predicted the exact stopping around for Boots and Charlo watching Fulev and Forrest now. Oh, yeah, Fulev and Forrest. That's funny. I, I hadn't looked into that one. I wonder what happened ultimately. Uh, but I, I think Forrest had a good showing against uh, John Gillet, and that happened on, I believe it was a DAZN card or whatever. But um, cool, cool. I did see someone get knocked out on that Triller card. Oh, yeah, Evan Holyfield. Evander Holyfield's son got knocked out by, I don't know who he was fighting, but he got knocked out on this Triller card, but he got caught with a good uh, overhand right that sent him down, and he was a little bit uh, woozy, and the referee stopped it. Um, so, I mean, in those situations, you never know, can't complain really. But, uh, yeah, Forrest, he brings it, or he, he brings it. He's a tough little vet. Uh, you'll have to let me know, uh, Rodolfo, who actually won that, or – know what I, I i can look that up too charlo showed some guts i feared he would get caught by castano's left hook but he reserved and finished yes without a doubt man it was a good fight i was uh, uh it, everything short of being on my feet uh i was uh basically going crazy here it was, it was insane i was i was i was all in i was dialed in for that fight i thought both of them did their thing um man castano he's tough he is absolutely tough he can take some shots and he keeps coming forward. So Charlo had to give it his all to be able to get him out of there. And you can tell after that fight, he gave it his all. And I, I have to give him props. Uh, I know that I'm on record. I thought that Castano pulled out that first fight. That being said, I do think he was the most hurt in that first fight. He just so happened to uh, be able to withstand and not get knocked out in that fight. But in this one, he did get caught, and it ultimately was his downfall to a certain degree. But, um, man, Castano is a warrior. If you look at Castano and Charlo, hey, two best 154-pounders um, off credentials and all of that stuff. So they'd be a tough outings, or they are tough outings for everyone. Uh, the guy that I think that is next in line at 154 is uh, Sebastian Fandora. He was out there. Tim Zoo is good too, but I think Sebastian Vendora is a sort of unicorn in the sport of boxing. So he is someone who is so unique that I think he's going to be a problem in the amount of pressure he applies. But he, if you have the enough power to keep him off, then yes, that's your best chance. You need to have enough power to deal with the guy. And if you're a very good boxer, uh, technically, and you have enough power. I think that um, I think that bodes well for you. I did a little animated video. There's a guy, Jermonte Clark. He has two losses, but he's not one of those guys that is a, a big name. But he was able to do some pretty decent things against Fandora. But that being said, I do think Fandora is man. He's a he's a problem. He, he's going to be tough at 154, even for the champions. Just given his style and his size, he looks so weird every time I see him. I it just looks it looks funny, you know, because you're not used to seeing someone six foot six at uh, 154 pounds. Uh, maybe you, maybe there are people in other sports. Uh, I guess I know there are some small basketballers out there, but man, it's weird seeing it in a boxing ring. But he's legit. Uh, 
Matt, my man, Sandridge, Thurman and Ennis would be a nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Hey, I know you mentioned that Thurman and Ennis would be pretty good. It's just a matter of whether Thurman would take that fight. I think that Thurman is looking for big money fights right now because of the fact that he, uh, you know, he was out for a good bill, good deal and uh, kind of lost some momentum. So I think he's all about the big money fights right now. But that would be a good one. Uh, hey, if it was on the undercard of Spence Crawford, even better, right? Even better. Rodolfo, yeah, Forrest is a warrior, without a doubt. Um, Evan got upset by a union electrician. <laughs> okay, <laughs> good to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Evan, Evan, you know, it's, what'll show his medal is how he bounces back. So hopefully he bounces back. Oh, wow, Yoka lost. Man, that is so crazy. I didn't know that. I was actually watching that card. I got through all of the fights except for Yoka's fight before this um before these events started to come on with uh, Zerto and then, of course, uh, this card with uh, Charlo. Wow, that is crazy. I didn't know Yoka got upset by Vicoli. Wow. Thanks, Rodolfo. Well, I don't like spoilers, but no, it's all good, you know, at this particular juncture. <laughs> that's crazy. So Yoka got upset. Wow. Wow. That's, that's a shocker right there. I'm going to have to go ahead and watch that. Fulez winning. Oh, so that Triller thing is still going on? What the heck? That is crazy. You know, it's not purchase worthy, but I, I'm going to see what's up. I didn't know it was still going on. I assumed it was over by now. Um, but yeah, thanks, Rodolfo. Mad. Let's go. That's what I'm talking about. I didn't think Charlo would fare well with punches in the clinch and the close, but you want hey, yeah, you know, you know, no doubt about it. Oh, so this is, hey, this is the YouTube. YouTube, hey, I'm about to link up with you. I'm about to link up with you. I'm going to have to get you on here one day, uh, mad. My man, Sandridge, holding it down. Skipper Fire, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to have to get you on here one day without a doubt. I didn't even know that was you right there. But that's good stuff. But, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, man, that was a good fight. Yeah, yeah. And Fedora, without a doubt, problem for anybody. Without without a doubt um he's he's gonna he's gonna continue to uh pose to be a problem uh moving forward his size is just something you're not used to seeing you know uh yeah he's such a unique fighter you know i got you know i'm, I'm fond of uh his style and everything because he goes against conventional wisdom you would think he would use his size to his advantage but no he'll get in there and scrap with the best of them uh he's a he, he's an interesting fighter uh mad He's he beat up said finished got the shot before him. So he was, yeah, I'm sure Thurman would. Thurman kind of uh yeah, you know, he he's 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 kind of brought that on himself in a sense. I know he's had some outside interest, uh, other than boxing. He's been he's gotten back in the mix over the last year, but he had a long layoff and then I know he was injured and all that stuff. Manny Pacquiao beat him in what was a good fight, good display by Ohio. Good display by Thurman, just not enough for Pacquiao, who is still, you know, very lethal, even at that advanced age or whatever. So, yeah, Thurman, I'm sure he would be pretty uh, bummed if if Ennis got a shot at Spence or the Spence Crawford winner uh, uh, in the aftermath of their fight, assuming it's going to happen. And it seems that all roads are leading towards that actually happening. I mean, it's meant to be in the sport, so hopefully we get that. Uh, and what about Jared Anderson? Yeah, Jared Anderson 
is the real deal. Um, man, he's next in line at heavyweight. Uh, as far as the young guys that are out there right now, some of the young prospects, I think he's the top. Uh, so Yoka was one of the prospects that was out there, but apparently he just got knocked off by Bacoli. I didn't see that fight, but I'm pretty uh, – pretty interested in seeing how that went down. I, I wasn't expecting that, but uh, that being said, Yoka is still pretty much unproven. So they yeah, can't say that, you know, it's out of the realm of possibility, but, uh, but de- definitely Jared Anderson, I think he is the guy at 100 and, or he's one of the guys at a uh, heavyweight uh, who will actually, yeah, be a star in the sport. If he continues that trajectory he's on, I feel like he's passed every test thus far. He seems to have gotten better with each fight. And not only that, uh, he, he seems to be keen on making sure that takes place. And he has that entertainment factor to him as well because Jared Anderson, he he knows that, you know, you have to put butts in the seats and he takes that approach to uh, with how he comes out to fights and things of that nature. But I think that, if Jared Anderson continues on his trajectory, he has a bright future in the sport, and he's one of those next heavyweight that was heavyweights that will be up there at the top of the rankings. Um, he's uh, not a huge guy, but he has decent size, power, and speed. Uh, so it'd just be a question of who is at the top, who has the titles by the time he's ready for title contention. I think he's further along than he than it may seem. Uh, I think he could pass a lot of tests that are out there. But, um, yeah, it's just a matter of who will be the titleist by the time he gets there. I, I think he could fare well. Um, of course, uh, Tyson Fury would, would be a problem just given his size and then his skill set, uh, which would be the antithesis of uh, Jared Anderson in some sense. But uh, that being said, Hey, that could be an interesting matchup some a couple of years from now, you know. But yeah, I think it would be certainly a couple of years away, and it certainly depends on whether Tyson Fury is serious about his retirement. I don't think that he's gonna stay retired uh, per se here within the near near term. But who knows here in the future if he will, he'll re- be retired like two years from now or something like that. Um, but you know, it is one of those things. Uh, because, like, <laughs> no doubt about it. How do you feel about Conor Ben compared to fighters? Oh, yeah, Conor Ben is legit. You know, Conor Ben, he's passed all the tests that have been put in front of him thus far. Uh, you know, uh, I like Conor. I think he's good. I think he's I think he's gotten better. I think his power seems to be legit and real. Uh, and it's just a matter of how he holds up against the absolute best in the division. I like the way he stopped the uh, South African fighter, uh, Chris Van Heerden, who was a seemingly pretty durable fighter, you know, in the past. And he has some uh, quality matches uh, in his career. And Conor Ben, he went about it the right way. He, he, he doesn't play games when he's in there. And he seems like a guy that is 100% dialed in and focused, and he doesn't mind putting uh, a hurting on someone. So it'll be interesting for Conor Ben. He's in an uh, interesting spot. because He wants to fight the likes of Amir Khan, who, of course, just uh, retired. And then I know he also wants to fight um, the likes of Adrian Broner, which I don't know. I don't know if that's a good one. Not necessarily on Connor Ben's part, but on Broner's part. I saw I see that Broner's been training or whatever. 
but I don't know how that fight would go. I'm not like it's not like one I'd be excited about watching, to be honest with you. But hey, you know, Broner still has a name, and and it'll be a matter of how he looks. I think it would be interesting if uh, Connor Ben were to be the first to stop Broner. Uh, that being said, if he were at this particular stage, it wouldn't be a shocker either. So it's kind of interesting with there. But uh, Emmanuel, I think his first name is Emmanuel Stanionis, the Lithuanian fighter, or Stanionis, he uh, actually is called out Connor Ben. Now that would be a very, very, very tough fight for him. I don't know that he would win that. Uh, uh, but, um, you know, uh, it, 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 we'll see. We'll see. I don't think it's going to happen, but I like the prospect of uh, what Conor Ben brings to the table as far as star power because he seems to have, you know, the tangibles to go along with things. And once he continues to get out there more, hey, the sky's the limit in a sense. I think he's going to be a, a real player here at 147. I, I love him. I think I don't think he's as far along as Ennis. Well, you know what? I mean – yeah, Ben has a decent number of fights. Yeah, I would say Ennis is like the guy right now. Ben would be under that. And then just thinking about the uh, sort of next in line at 147, I do think Boots Ennis would probably be number one as far as the young guys that I would have there. But Ben would be right up there in the mix, I would say, of the three, four, five welterweights who have a chance to uh, do something major here moving forward especially with the right matchups, that's what's going to be key right there, matchups. Um, was it going Facebook user, user call people, vamos con agrero? Cool, con agrero. I know him from being a soccer player, but I don't know if that's what you're referencing. But cool, my man. <laughs> uh, been against the likes of Tank, you know, I got to say, uh, well, they're at 135 right now. Ben is fighting at one. I think he's at 147. Let me see. May, uh, unless I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's at 147. That being said, uh, well, I think Tiafimo, he's supposed to be moving to 140, uh, 140 pounds, so he'd be closer to it. Let me see. Connor Ben. Connor Ben. Um. They say apparently, oh yeah, Connor, yeah, he's at one forty-seven, yeah, the, the, the welterweight. But apparently, Connor Ben is, uh, oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, without a doubt. But uh, apparently, Connor Ben is in talks to fight Jose Ramirez, who is the one hundred and forty-seven pound fighter, who's very good. He's out of California, the San Jose area. He lost to Josh Taylor in a in a great fight. I thought it was a great fight. Um, and he had his moments. He came up short. He got dropped twice. And Josh Taylor became undisputed champion. Both So this was an opportunity for both of them. So Jose Ramirez is apparently moving up to 147 pounds. How he'll look up there was, you know, the, uh, that's still, you know, a question that's up in the air. I think that Conor Ben is a tough test for moving up to 147 pounds, if you ask me, um, just given that. Ramirez is a fight removed from that Taylor fight. He looked pretty decent in his last fight. 
Uh, I can't remember who he was fighting, but I thought he looked pretty decent in his last fight, but he hasn't fought at 147 pounds. He wasn't necessarily a big 140 pounder. So that's what makes it interesting considering as far as I know, Connor Bean has been fighting at 147. That may have been where he started at. Uh, uh, it could be, as far as I know, I believe that's where Ben started. So I think that's going to make it tough for Ramirez having not seen him against uh, anyone at 147 pounds and going in with a guy like Ben who, while he doesn't have the resume of Ramirez, he has been fighting bigger fighters, you know, and sometimes that matters. We saw that with uh, Bebo Canelo. (laughs) So what's going on, my man? Ivan, shout out Ivan. Rodolfo, Zerto versus Bebo, your opinions on who wins and what a today was great. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Hey, I watched Zerto. Yeah, he was uh he looked pretty good in that fight. I was actually watching at the same time I was watching this uh showtime card, but um I didn't know the opponent, of course. He was out of Germany. I imagine a lot of people probably didn't know him, but I think Zerto looks to be the goods. I, I I've always thought he was pretty good. Um and I've, I consider him a more exciting fighter than, uh, I guess, some, because they made a note during the broadcast that he was considered not to be exciting by some. But I don't know. I thought Zero always brought it, um, and he's a big guy. Apparently, he came in 29 pounds. Uh, well, he rehydrated 29 pounds within that one day. That's insane. He was at 204. I knew he was a big guy, but I didn't know he was that big. Man, that's uh, crazy. He rehydrated to 204 pounds. That's coming from the 175-pound limit. But Zerto is the real deal. I think he has a good mix of everything. You know, he can box. He can punch punch a uh, good bit. He, um, I think he's actually a little bit more crafty than it may seem. And he's willing to stand in there and trade if he needs to as well. Needs to. Uh, if uh, Benavidez moves up to 175 pounds, I think him and uh, Zerto, Zerto would make for, like, one of those all-time classic type uh, matchups or fights to take place. I know that's likely not going to happen, but that they had the makings of that. With that being said, Zerto versus Bivo, I think that would be an excellent fight. Um, I had to go with my guy Bivo. I've always been pretty fond of Bivo. I think he's a great boxer. This would be tough, though. Um, I thought that the fights against Jesse Hart were pretty telling for Zerto even though they came at a lower weight. I can't remember if that second one was at uh, 175 or not, but I thought that uh, Zerto showed that uh, a decent boxer, a pretty good, very good boxer, I would say, uh, in Jesse Hart, who had size and power, Zerto was able to break him down as well. So um, Zerto's the real deal. I think it would be a challenge for Bivo, probably his toughest challenge, and Bivo and Zerto, rather, seems very confident. He keeps calling Bivo out, so... I'm sure he sees something or he has some feel about it that he thinks that he can uh, get Bivo out of there in some capacity. So that would be a very interesting fight. But I'd have to side with Bivo via decision uh, in what, you know, has the makings of something that could exceed expectations. Uh, I've seen Berto, I've seen both of them fight live uh, on one occasion for Zerto um, and multiple occasions for Bivo. And, uh, yeah, I think both of them are top-caliber guys. And, yeah, that would be a good fight. So, in my opinion, Rodolfo, that's a darn good fight, actually. 
That's too big for Brazil, not too many <laughs> Yeah, hey, uh, I, hey, man, I feel you. Um, yeah, Zerto's legit. I think that he looks better. He's looking better now at 175 now that he's a couple of fights in or a few fights in. And, yeah, I think he's a problem for a lot of 170-pounders or 75-pounders. Uh, it's just a matter of who he gets matched up with. This guy uh, he fought today, you know, wasn't uh, one of those guys that is really going to provide a boost uh, to his resume. But that being said, um, hey, he's been putting on good displays at 175. And, and that uh gonzalez fight, man, I, 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 I'm one of those ones who – Naive as it may be, I thought Gonzalez might have been done for, but uh, Gonzalez brought it and Zerto was able to answer the call, you know. So, yeah, Zerto is legit. Don't get me wrong. Zerto is legit as it gets, and especially considering his size. He is bigger, I mean, in terms of, yeah, uh, not just tall, of course, being 6'3", but, man, the fact that he is over 200 or – yeah, he's over 200 pounds, man. That's crazy. That is crazy. I didn't think he was over 200 pounds, but this pretty much, I guess, confirms it. So, yeah, he's going to be a problem for anyone at that size, I would say. Uh, yeah, 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 you're right. Um, yeah, Bivol, um, yeah, he's not a huge 175 pounds, though I thought he filled out pretty well. He looked pretty filled out there against uh, Canelo, you know, uh, maybe – 175 pounds is uh fitting on him a bit better because he's now 31 years of age but yeah he's not the he not a huge uh 175 pounder but that being said he was able to deal with joe smith jr and his punches and i think that joe smith jr between him and uh Arthur better be of. I think those are the two biggest punchers at 175. At least that I can think of off top. There may be some other guys out there, but off top, yeah, those are seemingly the two biggest punchers. You can argue that Joe Smith Jr. is the biggest puncher at 175 pounds, and uh, Bevo, albeit uh, he hung on by a thread in that tenth round, but Bevo was able to withstand that and outbox him. He got hit, and I believe it was the tenth round of their fight. But he was able to hold on and finish the fight. And, you know, the decision in itself wasn't uh, to be disputed at all. So, hey, be, uh, Joe Smith Jr., he's a legit puncher. And uh, he swings with bad intentions. So it depends on how he compares to Zerto. So that's another one that would be good, Zerto versus uh, Joe Smith Jr. I believe that would be an interesting matchup. Um, I, I say it good. It might be good, but interesting without a doubt, without a doubt. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is mad Benavidez versus Zerto. Major, major key right there. Hopefully, we could get that at some point. I think that would be good, regardless of whether, you know, it's for title contention or anything of that nature. I think just in general, they're just going to make for a good matchup and a good fight. So, excuse me, I'd be down with that at any point, especially if they do it in uh, like Arizona. I think he's a. Uh, I think that they'll bring out a, a pretty good crowd and they'll put on a pretty pretty decent show, uh, without a doubt. Um, but, yeah, uh, so Bebo was there to be instant classic. Oh, yeah, hey, right on, Rodolfo. Yeah, hey, yeah, that's my thought behind it. Um, that's my thought behind it as well. 
Shout out Yvonne. Peace. Just wrong with people not coming. Oh uh, yeah. Shout out Yvonne. Yeah, there's some some people on YouTube or, or whatever. But um, yeah, one of those things. Uh, shout out to. But yeah, uh, man. But yeah, great night. You know, I just wanted to come on here because yeah, that Charlo Castano too. It lived up to the hype, and I think that that set the tone right there. That between that. Katie Taylor, Amanda Serrano, uh, those two for sure set the tone over the last couple of weeks as far as uh, fights of the year, just top caliber fights where you have two of the top at their division, uh, two of the top at their game going uh, going against each other. I think those set the tone. And <clears throat> both are for sure leading candidates right right about now. And, uh, and I would say that, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting moving forward. What can top that? If if this is any indication, man, I'm happy for what's in store uh, moving forward, without a doubt, because, you know, this is not even taken to a – yeah, Canelo Bivo, uh, we've had that. That was a uh, that was a good fight. But we, we haven't had Crawford versus Spence, which could potentially happen, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, this year. You know, it's always interesting with those uh, – uh, yeah, no doubt about it uh, – uh yeah yes sir yes sir the best the best starting to fight the best so this Crawford Spence you know you never know with those top level top caliber fighters where you get two top ten guys who are regarded as the best in their division we don't often see it uh you know and sometimes it's a little bit overdue when we do see it uh you know but I think that we do finally get the opportunity to see Crawford versus Spence and you never know how it's going to go, but just given the mentality of both fighters, I think it's going to, it's going to be a tone setter, you know, for the next decade or so, because they just seem to have the mentality to make for a great fight because Crawford, you know, he has a mean streak in him. Spence, I think intentionally came out in his last fight to show that he's the real deal. He's he, the accident hasn't affected him to the degree that uh, individuals thought. And I think the way he handled Ugas, who was a top caliber uh, fighter, uh, the way he handled him, it just goes to show that, hey, Spence Crawford, oh no, that's a uh, spontaneous combustion right there. Best way of putting it. Oh, yeah, why not, Rodolfo? <laughs> Pulev versus Suarez, what went down? You know, a part of me thinks that Pulev at the top of his game should have uh, should defeat Forrest, you know, in a, a perfect world. That being said, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know uh, where I don't know where Pulev is fully at, but that being said, he he has been, you know, a, a guy that's up there, not very fast, uh, but a big body who could punch somewhat, and he's a pretty decent boxer, has a decent jab and all that stuff. Uh, Forrest, either way you slice it, I, I, yeah, I think you have to view Pulev as the sort of favorite or better fighter in the mix. Uh, so I'm going to assume that Pulev pulled it off, but if, if, if Forrest did, then props to him. He's been on a pretty decent run. He's, he had an argument to have won that fight against uh, Jean Gillet, even though he didn't get it. Um, <clears throat> he, he had an argument that he won that fight. So 
The I didn't realize you liked me that way deal. Because it's one thing to receive McDonald's, but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you McDonald's breakfast still hot in the bag. Appreciate you. There's a deal for every morning. Now grab two loaded sausage burritos for only three bucks. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Him beating Pulev, eh? Hey, that adds to the mix a good bit. But I think Pulev had a, had a little bit of size on him. That being said, that hasn't stopped him in the past. Uh, but that's a <clears throat> excuse me. That's a very interesting fight, though. I would say. Fight TV, uh, well, Triller, man, Triller has been putting on some interesting stuff, some very interesting stuff. You know, there's been a question of as to whether Triller would actually last, and uh, I don't know. Maybe they will. Maybe they will. I don't know. It just seems like people are, I guess people are getting it and keeping it going. There you go. There it is. Rodolfo, Pulev won via unanimous decision. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Forrest, yeah, he he was pretty much a shot after a shot in the second half. Not surprised. Uh, yeah, conditioning, <clears throat> yeah, conditioning becomes key. That's a big thing, of course. And I think that is definitely uh, something that uh, has probably played Forrest. If you look at it big picture, as far as where he is in his career and where he had the potential of being, you know, just one of those things. Because hopefully it's going to cover a banger. Oh, hey, no doubt about it. No doubt about it, man. Uh, yeah, we let's set something up. We have some good stuff coming up. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna reach out to you. Yeah, we can make something happen for sure. So we're gonna keep this going every Sunday. But uh, you know, Saturdays and all this stuff. Even on one of these in the aftermath of a fight, we can make it happen. It'd be great to have you on. You know, we have some – yeah, I have to look at the schedule, see what else is coming up. But I know we had some uh, pretty decent stuff coming up. We got Joshua versus Usyk that is going down. That's one we discussed. That should be an interesting one, this rematch. Uh, we'll see what happens at 135. I see a mandatory or something of that nature was ordered at 135 for Ryan Garcia and um, – and oh, the one guy, uh, what is his name? The fighter who just beat Gamboa and he fought Tank. I've, Isaac Cruz, yeah. So there's a mandatory, apparently, I forget which uh, sanctioning body that has been ordered. And so we could see those two. I favor Ryan Garcia. <clears throat> I think Cruz will give him a fight for, you know, however long or whatever period he can. But I do favor Ryan Garcia because I think his length is going to be a problem. Uh, so it should be it should be a pretty interesting fight. Rodolfo, yeah, congrats on the collab. We're random. Um, good stuff and learn something new. Hey, appreciate it. Appreciate it. No doubt about it. We're about to do something else. We're about to do some stuff on Sam Langford, the great Sam Langford. We're going to uh, set it up. Yeah, it could be a series of things because he has such an extensive career. You know, he fought. His, some of those guys, man, their resume is insane. And then just the pace and, and length at which they fought, man, it's, it's pretty crazy. So we could get a series of videos out of that. And Langford had a, a pretty decent rivalry with some of the other top uh, black heavyweights from that time. So it makes it, for, makes it interesting uh, as far as uh, 
the places we can go, but we do need to uh, dig into there a little bit more. If it comes down to narrowing down a set of fights because they have so many that, yeah, it's, it's tough. You could you'd be talking like 20, 30, 40, 50 or more fights uh, in its current state. So is it narrowing that down to something manageable? But that's probably where the uh, multi-fight series or multi-series thing comes in. Yeah. We'll see though. We'll see. Isaac Cruz is taking that. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I see what I see what tip you on. I can't I can't agree with you there. I like Isaac Cruz. Uh he surprised me, but I, I think Ryan's gonna uh probably stop him. I'm calling it right now. If Isaac Cruz and Ryan Garcia fight, I'm thinking Ryan is gonna stop them. I like Cruz though, but no, I don't think it's happening. I think that he will meet his match there at 135. <laughs> okay, Rodolfo. Oh, you're going Isaac. Well, your heart's telling you Isaac Cruz as well. Okay, I guess I'm uh I guess I'm on the uh on the other end of that right there. I can't say that uh I agree with that. I, I like him, but uh but yeah, I can't I can't uh I can't agree with there. I can't agree with you there. <clears throat> no doubt of doubt. No no doubt about it. Uh Kevin Burrell, what's up? What's up, man? Zipper five, man. It's been a minute. Been a minute. A hot minute. All is good, man. Hope all is well with you. Shout out. Send, send my regards to your family as well. I know it's been a number of years now. <clears throat> Seeing all, uh, all the Marine Corps, all Marine Marine Corps buddies uh hopping up in this thing. But shout out Cameron, without a doubt. But yeah, it's been been crazy. Uh yeah, it's been a crazy uh fight night as you mentioned. Yeah, no, without a doubt, crazy fight night. Um, yeah, this was this was a good night. And I caught uh I caught some stuff yesterday as well. That dude Gardenia, he's out of uh, Italy. He got knocked out, and yeah, it was a pretty decent fight. Well, not for him at least, since he was on the uh, rough end of it. But it was a decent matchup, I guess you can say. If we left, we're gonna be in his brother's coming. <clears throat> oh wow! So that so that card is still going on. Wow, it's crazy, eh? But you know, Triller, they they do it big. Agree, agree, Cameron. Big fight night. I think Cruz stops Garcia in the fifth. Woo, woo, that's a tough one. We uh, so you and Rodolfo, hey, y'all are uh in a boat of your own. I don't think it's happening, but we shall see. We're gonna remember this. We're gonna have to pin this. We're gonna come back to this moment because uh, we're gonna need to find out. I'm not saying it's out of the realm of possibility, but that being said, I think that uh, Ryan he's he's gained my respect. I think he's uh, he's shown that he is better than what many may have thought, and he's one of the best at 135 pounds. And he just needs the matchups. I think he'll rise to the occasion. That's what he's shown. And I think he will rise to the occasion against Cruz, who I think is a not like I said, is a very good fighter. Came from a lower weight. And I don't think that the Gamboa fight answers a ton of questions overall because Gamboa is so far past it. Gamboa is one of my favorite fighters, just overall seeing him in the past. So it sucks seeing him as this shell of himself 
at this stage. You know, he missed a lot of time due to promotional issues, right? Well, as he was in the midst of his prime or right there around it. So, yeah, now he's sort of like a punching bag being passed around the 135-pound division. Uh, so, but, yeah, so that and then Cruz is showing against Tank, which was a good one. I don't know if Tank was 100% up as far as how he went about preparation for that fight. I don't know. Um, but, hey, Cruz, hey, he can only do his part, and he did it. He did have a good showing. But I think when he runs into Ryan Garcia, that's going to be very telling. TV from the MAG. <laughs> hey, you already know what it is. Still making that happen. Still making it happen, man. <laughs> Still making it happen. But let's see how Sergey Kovalev. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Sergey is headlining this. Uh... <laughs> Ryan breaks his hand. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Sergey freaking Kovalev. Yeah. He was a top guy for a minute. Yeah, been through a little rough patch here. Not necessarily in the boxing world, per se, but even sort of outside of the ring. So, hey, hopefully he can get some things going. Um, I don't know who he's training. I wonder who's training him now. Uh, but that's interesting. Yeah. Excuse me. This one kind of came out of nowhere. But, yeah, got to give a hey, shout-out to Sergey Kovalev. You know, he entertained fans for a good bit. And he was doing his thing. But yeah, cruiserweight, yeah, that should be fairly interesting for him. Uh yeah, at his stage, fairly interesting. Yeah, cruiserweight is tough. Cruiserweight doesn't get the respect it deserves. It's at a lull right now. I like the World Boxing Super Series because I felt like it uh really put some shine on the cruiserweights out there. And right now that's at a lull, COVID being one of the reasons behind it, the pandemic kind of halted something that being said i think marius Breedis is the best cruiserweight out there and then you know running behind him i think lawrence o'coley has shown that he has that potential to be the top guy as well or one of the top guys i still like daughter coast so um but yeah Breedis, i think man he's he's an underrated fighter who doesn't get his fair amount of shine and it is unfortunate. He's at, I think he's like 37 now. So who knows how many top shelf fights he has left in him. But when he's on his game and he has been in his last several fights, he is definitely one of the top boxers out there in the world, period. He's just legit in that regard. And uh, he gave Usyk a run for his money at Cruiserweight when they fought in that World Boxing Super Series final the first time around. So but yeah, yeah cruiserweight for Sergey Kovalev at this stage is very interesting. Uh, I, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he looks, uh, especially how he uh, carries it in terms of cruiserweight. I haven't seen what he looks like uh, body wise or whatever, but he wasn't one of those sort of ripped or shredded uh, 175 pounders. So I'm wondering how 200 pounds looks on him, but. That being said, he was a puncher, so they say you maintain your punch to a certain degree, so maybe he can uh, do some things up there. Garcia's great, but he's done ducking. <laughs> Duck. <laughs> but it's funny. Hey, I'm with you. We're going to see. We're going to see. We're going to see what happens, you know. 
Oh, pit bull. We're going to see what happens. You know, I got into this argument with some uh, individuals on Twitter that commented on this pit bull post, and they were getting at me. So I could be wrong, you know? I could be wrong. But uh, it is what it is. <laughs> I'm going with Ryan. I just think Ryan's size is going to play a factor. And Ryan low-key has some power. He can put some punches together and get, get you up out of there, you know? Rodolfo, hopefully the World Boxing Super Series makes a comeback. Hey, I agree. I think that was good in terms of tournament format or tournament style. I think they've done it the best, at least what we've seen in terms of uh, the last couple of decades. Uh, the Super Six was was good. Well, the, yeah, Super Six World Boxing Classic. I have a poster from them I got from Showtime, one in some contest. But yeah, that was a good one. Uh, the formatting was a little bit different. Didn't quite work out in the same capacity as this World Boxing Super Series. I think they've done it the right way. And I think it's a great production as well. And we've managed to get some great fights out of it. And hopefully we get more of that. Uh, and I hope they keep cruiserweight in the mix as well, because in the two that they've had, they've had cruiserweight as a mainstay that's been a part of both. And I think that's the right way to go. It gives those guys some shine and they turn out to be some pretty decent fights as well. So hopefully we get a world boxing super series part three with the cruiserweights and maybe we get this Lawrence Okoli versus Marius Breedis fight or something of that capacity. I know they've talked about Okoli going up to heavyweight, but I think based on his last fight, that's probably not something they're want, going to want to do very Quickly, you know, they're probably going to let that uh, marinate a little bit, let him continue to establish himself at cruiserweight or at least establish himself as the best at cruiserweight, which isn't a foregone conclusion right now. Uh, I still think, as I said, Marius Breedis is that guy. Motivated, ambitious, and driven. Garcia's a beast, don't get me wrong. That I just can't shake that upset season feeling. <laughs> yeah, hey. I feel you. I feel. You. I think some. I think there are some guys out there that can beat him. Um, I just don't think Isaac Cruz is that guy. I, I don't think. I think stylistically, Isaac Cruz is going to play into Ryan's hands. It's not going the distance. I tell you that it is not going the distance. Ryan Garcia would get Isaac Cruz out of there. I think that would be the wrong matchup for. Isaac Cruz, just given what Ryan brings to the table compared to what Gar uh, what Pitbull brings to the table, I just think Ryan is all wrong for him stylistically and size-wise. And, yeah, hopefully we get that fight and we get to see firsthand. But I don't see it going too far. Maybe, uh, maybe four rounds, maybe four or five rounds as you mentioned, but not in favor of Fit Bull, in favor of King Rye, as he calls himself. I just think, yeah, he'd be a problem for him. But Pit Bull will make for some good fights uh, with a lot of guys in or around 135 pounds. Uh, but, yeah, you know, 135 pounds, yeah, it's legit. Got a lot of good guys. Now, I think the cream of the crop as far as super featherweight or junior lightweight, lightweight, you can think about 130 pounds to 135 pounds, uh, even potentially up to 140. 
I think ultimately when it's all said and done, the cream of the crop is Shakira Stevenson. I think he's going to turn out to be the absolute best of that bunch. And if he can get fights with all of those guys, I think he will prove such because I think he has a high-level pedigree that it would be hard to match in any scenario in the boxing ring. You have to really, really bring it. You have to bring something to the table. Uh, and the way he made Oscar Valdez look in his last fight just shows that he is he, he's establishing himself as one of the potential greats of sort of this era or what will become of this era. He's establishing himself. So when it's all said and done, when we look up and down between 130 and 140, maybe even up to 147, I think that Shakir Stevenson is going to be the guy to watch. Now, Boots would be a good fight, Shakir and Boots, but I don't think that's going to ever happen. I don't think it's going to work out timing and weight-wise. So when you look at it, but yeah, I think Shakir is going to be that guy. But Matt, I I think that lost to Tank Field, looks like out of Cruz, he's going to have Philistine on Shakir Garcia's front. He's going to yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. I question uh, Cruz's power. Uh, I don't know that Cruz has power at one thirty or one thirty-five, like like it may seem. Uh, he, yeah, he was able to stop Gamboa. I think that's one thing, but uh, I think it'll be a different story in there with Ryan Garcia. I do think it'll be a different story. Uh, so I don't know if his power is as legit uh, as it may seem. Uh, but, yeah, he's a scrappy fighter for sure. He's scrappy. He can take a punch, and he's willing to uh, dish them out just as good as he can take them. But um, I don't know. I don't know if he's uh, – he just doesn't seem natural at 135. At least at this particular stage, he doesn't seem like a natural 135-pounder. He seems to me like a guy who is uh, fighting at 135 pounds because the opportunities came about, but I don't know that he's full-fledged and naturally, or he, he went up to 135 pounds in the appropriate manner, the right way. Uh, I think it was more of an opportunity thing, and that tends to be the case with, uh, you could say, with any fight or whatever, but... Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he's he's a he's a top 135 pounders by virtue of uh, him being talented enough to be in the mix there with anyone. But yeah, I think he's gonna. I don't see him beating like Devin Haney. I don't see him beating Tia Fimo if Tia Fimo was at 135 still, or if he continued to operate there in some capacity. I don't see him beating Ryan. I don't see him beating George Cambosos. Um, uh, I would like to see Isaac Cruz against, uh, I believe he's still at 135. I could be wrong, but Jose Pedraza, if he beat somebody like Jose Pedraza, then I would, uh, I would say that, okay, yeah, he's, he's a legit 135 pounder. Assuming Pedraza's fighting at, I can't remember if Pedraza's fighting at 130, uh, 135 or what. Pedraza, Jose Pedraza. So Jose Pedraza is fighting at. Let me see here. 
the sniper. You know, the sniper, Jose Pajada, the Puerto Rican sniper. Um, Where did it say? I think it's going slow, but I feel like he's fight. He's fighting. Oh, so yeah, he fought at one forty in his last one. Cause oh yeah, that's who. Uh, yeah, you're right. That is who. Freaking um, that is who freaking Jose Ramirez beat. So Pedraza is no longer fighting at one thirty five, I guess. But that being said, if Isaac Cruz were to beat Jose Pedraza, then I would think he's a legit one hundred and thirty five pounder. Hopefully, Jose Pedraza goes back down to 135 pounds. But I don't think that Isaac Cruz would beat Jose Pedraza. I could be in a minority, but I don't think it's that definitive. I like Isaac Cruz. I think he's cool and all that stuff, but I think Jose Pedraza would give him problems. Uh, Matt Gunboa has a teammate. <laughs> no doubt about it. No doubt. Why is he from a bigger right now? Well, I don't know. I think that Teofimo, you know, he was probably ha- – I think he was having problems. Uh, I think he was having problems. Well, uh, well, I think he probably no longer wanted to try and make 135. So he's supposed to be going up to 140. You know, that that uh, that Cambosos loss wasn't in the plan as far as his trajectory, and that was a weird sequence uh, just overall because he had ultimately – that fight was supposed to take place well before it did. And then there were a bunch of delays and then it went to that purse bid and because he didn't agree to the amounts that, uh, that FEMA, uh, or not FEMA, but a uh, top rank, uh, <laughs> wanted to offer for the fight. So it went to a purse bid and then Triller got the purse bid and that didn't quite work out in his favor. So it lost a lot of momentum and that kind of played into a lot of stuff. So he was out for, if not a year, damn near a year. And yeah, that really didn't help matters for him. And uh, I think that has kind of, we're seeing sort of the fallout of that, uh, especially with him taking that loss. Had he had he have won, he may have more leverage. But having lost and then, I don't know what the relationship is like with uh, top rank at this particular point. Uh, I, I have no idea. I haven't really looked into it, but. I'd imagine there's probably some, uh, you know, they have to sit down and uh, rectify some things, given how this last situation went, went in, 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 um, and and Teofimo ultimately going with uh, Triller. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I don't need to see what's up. I need to try. I'm trying to set up something, maybe try and set up an interview to see what is going on. Where is Teofimo Lopez? How about that? I've interviewed him a couple of times. I'm going to see if I can set something up, set up a Where is Teofimo Lopez interview so we can see what's the deal with Teofimo because you're right. I'm used to hearing him uh, and seeing him out there, uh, but I don't know what's the deal. He's been in the zones advertising, so I don't know if he's with the zone or what, but I thought he was top rank, or at least he was still under contract with them. Uh, but he has been in the zone advertising, so that would make it pretty interesting. Not sure. Not sure what's the deal with him. But, yeah, I'm going to see if I can see what's up. What's next for anyway? You know, that's a good question. I don't know. So, yeah, anyway is a beast. Anyway, anyway is a beast, you know. Top 10 pound-for-pound pound fighter right there. 
I mean, he puts on a show. He looks unstoppable at times. But I think he's supposed to fight Nonito Donaire or something in a rematch, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's uh, supposed to happen uh, at some point. That might be what's next in store, as a matter of fact. Uh, Oh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I think him and Donaire are going to gonna settle that settle the score they had a great fight fight of the year candidate last time out i think it's been like two years now um but that may be what's in store because there were some back and forth uh as far as the potential for inua and donaire as well as inua and jose riel casemiro and that didn't happen then i know casemiro is supposed to take on Nonito Donaire at one point. That didn't happen either. Uh, so I think it's going to be Donaire in your way in a rematch here at some point. And it should be good. should be a good fight. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just looked. June 7th is scheduled for June 7th. We've got the WBA Super super IBF and Ring Bantamweight titles on the line. Oh, and WBC as well. Well, Donaire has, I mean, uh, um, Anyway, has the first ones I mentioned. I guess Donaire may have the WBC or maybe vacant or whatever. But that should be a good fight. Uh, should certainly be a good fight. Yeah, you're right, Rodolfo. Yeah, just looked it up, and that's what uh, that's what's going down. There's going to be a rematch with uh, rematch with the Filipino Flash. Great fighter, great fighter. I mean, it's crazy to think that Donito uh, is still performing at a high level at this particular point, you know, but he's redefined his game. He used to be this athletic, super explosive guy, and he still has some power and all that stuff, not as fast or whatever. It doesn't move quite as well, but he redefined his game and makes it work for him now at this older age or this older stage of his career or whatever. I gotta love Nonito Donaire. He's one of the most entertaining fighters uh, that we've had out there in the last decade plus, he brings it every time. He doesn't cheat the fans. You can, I, I can certainly say that he doesn't cheat the fans at all. Uh, uh, Yvonne, you said if Messi had three balls, why would he want to? This is why uh, Nicolino Loche played poker. Oh, Loche, yeah, I know Loche is a uh, historic uh, fighter there. See Messi, but yeah, as far as Messi, I don't know if you're talking about Lionel or what, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was a fight of year in 2019, crazy, yeah, so 2019, wow, that was that's right before that pandemic kicked off, so yeah, it's been, it's been that long, huh, but yeah, it was a part of the World Boxing Super Series, as a matter of fact, the finals of it, uh, that was a good one, without a doubt. Um, yeah, Nonito Denaire, man, still bringing it. He still looks good. The way he stopped uh, the guy, this undefeated fighter in one of his previous fights. I can't remember the guy's name off top. But, um, man, Denaire is legit. He's the real deal still. But uh, it know your way. Hey, this could be the point in which you know your way. It's kind of father time comes into play. You have to think that father time will come into the fold at some point. And this might be that time because I don't know if Inouye is in his prime. If not, he's uh, damn close to it. He's damn close to it, and he's right there. So he could be getting even better, you know. Uh, all right, Matt, my man, Sandra. Yes, sir. Have a good one. Simplify. Simplify. This is what I'm talking about, brother. 
definitely uh you have a good one as well man but yeah man this has been cool um we're gonna be back on this thing uh here with uh boz we're gonna kick it off tomorrow we're gonna do a little something talk about these fights here tonight how things went down might throw in some historic stuff in the mix as well just see how it goes uh but yeah but yeah we'll be tuning back in for sure but yeah appreciate y'all hopping on and and chatting and everything and uh yeah, Matt, we're going to get you on here. We're going to make it happen. You know, we're going to discuss some things, you know. I, I see I see you doing your thing out there, man. And I'm definitely with it. I'm definitely with it. So, yeah, we're going to make something happen for sure. Got to have those discussions. But, yeah, all is good, though. All is good, yeah. Yeah, Boz is not here. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah catch, us, uh, catch us tomorrow, Rodolfo. Yeah, he should be in the mix. So I, I hit him up. Um what would be yesterday now, but yeah, he should be in the mix. Uh, so, uh, all should be in accord, but yeah, we appreciate it. The discussion and all that stuff and keep it going. And if anyone ever wants to hop on, like I said, let us know, Hey, we can make it happen. We can get you in here. We can talk boxing. We like to do that. It is what it is. You know, we, we're, we're about that boxing talk. Um, uh, yeah. And, and shout out Yvonne as well. Uh, Nicolino, yeah, genius, without a doubt. I need to uh, study up on him more. I know of him, and, and I know he did get things in the sport. You know, sometimes you have those names that stand out. He's definitely one of them to be remembered, without a doubt. But, um, yeah, but, yeah, we may have to do something on him. May have to go in-depth on him. I need to uh, do a little bit of uh, research myself on him. But I know, yeah, he's legit, without a doubt. But, um, yeah, appreciate you all. Appreciate you all checking in you know we're gonna be back in this thing tomorrow as i mentioned so hey feel free to come through feel free to come through we'll, we'll kick it back off more discussions the more the merrier and uh great night of boxing man great night of boxing so yeah other than that definitely have a good night and we'll check in in the morning duncan refreshers are the perfect way to get a little more out of your day with more tropical flavors like new mango pineapple and more ways to get glowing. Available with green tea, coconut milk, or lemonade. You've got what you need to make the most out of every moment. Even the ones spent stuck in traffic. <sighs> what a beautiful day. Sip into all your favorite Dunkin' refreshers like new mango pineapple. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Additional charges may apply. The future will be amazing. And that's all well and good. But what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400-horsepower Nissan Z. Or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria.